0: Hello there, and welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk all things visibility and how to use visibility as a marketing strategy to grow your exposure, to get your name out there, get in front of more people, a larger audience, and ultimately grow your business through the power of networking, connections, collaborations, and speaking engagements. This is a topic I'm personally super passionate about, and I could talk about it forever, but today, actually, I'm joined by a very special guest who is probably even more passionate about this topic than I am because she built her entire business around it. And that is Steph Wharton. So Steph is a Latina leadership and visibility coach, and she specializes in helping people build confidence and make their impact wildly visible without being constantly glued to their phones. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how to amplify your impact, not through constant online presence and being on Instagram 24-7. Let's face it, we're all tired of it, but actually through the power of speaking engagements. is going to be an awesome episode. I can't wait for you to listen to it. So let's jump right in. Hey there, you're listening to the Create to Convert podcast. I'm your host Evgenia Tavrushvili, but most people call me Gigi, and so can you. I'm a designer, mama, tech lover, and business educator, and I'm here to help you skip the years of trial and error and share with you the ins and outs of running a profitable business that you love. Alone or with guest experts, we cover all the good stuff here business, marketing, creativity, AI, life's curveballs, and if you're a parent, even the secret recipe for juggling client deadlines with bedtime stories. So if you're up for a real talk, a good laugh, and advice, so actionable, it should come with a warning label, then you're in the right place, my friend. No frills, no fluff, just real raw, actionable advice and good conversations. I'm excited to have you here. So let's jump into today's episode. Hi, Stan. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited about our conversation. Hi, Gigi. Honestly, thank you so much for having me. This is as bright and early for me, but I'm already really, really energized. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm sure we will, because I am super passionate about this topic as well. And I'm so interested in getting a little bit in your brain and learning more about your expertise. But before we do that, let's take a step back. Let's introduce you to the listeners. Tell me a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are right now. Absolutely.
1: For those that don't know me, my name is Steph Wharton. I'm a leadership and visibility coach. And I've been doing this for several years, but really I started my entire uh, business entrepreneurship journey. As a brand designer, after being in the insurance corporate field for like seven years and reaching like the epitome of like burnout for two, three years, like so anxious, so burnt out, so depressed. And I was like, I need a change. And I feel like whether it was career to entrepreneurship or even a brand design to brand strategist, then a coach to now leadership and visibility coaching, I've gone through so many freaking pivots. And I think one of the beautiful things is that whether it was because of burnout Whether it's because of misalignment, whether it's because I just discovered something that like lit me up more. I find that like every little shift that I went through since 2017 has been just bringing me closer and closer and closer to doing something that like really lights me up. It's almost like each phase I loved. And then the next one, I was like, I just didn't realize it could get any better (laughs) than what it used to be. So now for me, that's leadership and visibility coaching, which obviously we're going to dive into what that kind of entails and talk a little bit about what it looks like behind the scenes for creatives, entrepreneurs. But basically for me, just like Colt's notes, it's all about being able to become more confident in who you are as a leader, as a person, to be able to take up more space and create more impact. Like that's really what it's all about. It's about community. It's about being able to connect with other people and just share your truth, your story. So you can help shift perspectives and like help more people who need your story. They need what you have to share with the world in order to either find, like experience a win in their business or just like feel seen. Like they're not alone because we can be so freaking lonely as entrepreneurs. Like look at me, like I'm (laughs) literally sitting in a sunroom right now by myself. And this is probably going to be what the rest of the day looks like. It's just working away, doing my thing. So I miss connection and I find that visibility gives that to you.
0: It's true. Entrepreneurship can be so lonely. I remember going back also from corporate to freelance thinking I'm an introvert. So for me, it was like, I remember waking up the day after quitting my job. I was like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. The rest of my life, I'm just going to wear PJs and walk to the living room to my office. This is amazing. And then by day three, it's like, Is this what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life? I totally totally get that. It gets lonely, especially because I think no matter what kind of experience you had before, when you become a freelancer or when you just start your own entrepreneurial journey, there's a lot of obstacles that you end up facing that you just have to overcome by yourself. A lot of the things that you thought that you you knew how to handle it, suddenly it's a problem you never faced before and you have to, it gets lonely. You get lonely with that problem. You feel like, oh my God, nobody can really understand what I'm going through. So totally get that. And I want to ask, how did you transition from brand design, brand strategy into visibility? Was there something in between or was that the main pivot? If you want to call it in
1: between, the little bit of a transition that I had was I knew I wanted to do coaching and that really stemmed from as I grew as the designer into brand strategy, I realized that what I was doing was coaching a lot of my clients. It's like, okay, what are the foundations? Like where, what are you really lit up and passionate about? How do you want to grow this business? What direction are you taking in? Who do you want to attract, et cetera? So it became like coaching. I would just ask so many questions, get their information. They would finally be like, oh, I get it. Like, this is what I want to do. Like, and they would be so lit up and so excited that brand strategy actually became my favorite part because as a designer, sometimes I would design stuff that would be like a really beautiful and like strategic and whatnot. But like my skill wasn't honed in as well as it could have been. Like I see other designers, like a lot of my other clients. And I'm like, damn, like your work (laughs) is so good. And I'm like almost embarrassed about mine, right? So through brand strategy, I realized that coaching was my thing. So naturally, a lot of my peers, they're like, how come like showing up? How come you do it so easily every single day? Like so confidently, like I'm struggling here. Like, how do I get clients? So it just became this natural transition where I started basically what I called myself was like a coach for designers. And I did that for about a year. And that was just the smoothest for me way to really amplify what I was loving about brand strategy, get into coaching. And for the leadership and visibility part, really what it was, it was almost like the so cheesy, like the stars aligned in a way and started to realize that the clients, the money that was coming in, the opportunities that were coming in with the most ease were all through speaking engagements. They were all through relationships that I was building, through partnerships, collaborations, referrals. And I'm like, okay, if this is easy. Why am I working so damn hard? Why am I hustling to show up to market myself when I could probably either just lean in on this like signature visibility framework that I eventually like reverse engineered and like, I was like, OK, this is going to be my thing or even just balance both and use visibility to drive so much attention and power to my marketing that then I can release a little bit of that pressure there and just like sit back a little bit. And it's like, OK, no, I get to have fun it gets to come with a little bit more ease and it gets to be a little bit more organic, more natural. So yeah, that's how like my sequence went into what now is leadership and visibility coaching.
0: I love your story. I think our stories are very similar in that um, a designer still work with clients, but I love teaching and I love even and I felt the same way. I coach my design clients when I design brands and website for them because there is a lot of strategy work there and that's my favorite part, really digging deep and asking the right questions. So I totally resonate with your story. I want to... Try and define visibility before we really dive into the topic, because I think there are so many different ways that people can understand it. And I want to ensure that our audience knows exactly what we mean as we dive into that conversation. So what does visibility mean to you, especially when it relates, yes, to creative entrepreneurs, but also to business growth? I actually love this question because full disclaimer, disclosure, whatever, all types of visibility are
1: valid. They're all visibility, right? But for me, I get so passionate about this because I'm like, no. Because usually the first kind of like assumption that people have is like, hey, it's very literal. It's visibility means I got to show up. So now they just start showing up more on social media or whatever platform they're using for their marketing. I'm like, that's great. Like that is visibility. But for me, visibility is about It's that connection, that collaborative aspect, right? So if we want to boil it down to something simple, it's taking up space. It's creating impact. It's sharing your voice as opposed to like regurgitating what you might see online or like reteaching what you've already learned. It's like we can all find that on Google. We can all find blog posts about it. We can all find so many courses about all this material, which is helpful But that's not really the power that you hold. The power that you hold is in your story, your voice, your experiences, like your background, like everything that you've gone through by yourself with your clients, like all that stuff really shapes what you get to do, like the power of what you get to share with the world in order to help more people and make a difference in the world. So for me, visibility is about amplifying that. So you want to take more space. How can we collaborate? How can we book speaking engagements? How can we get you in front of more people in order to amplify the power of who you are and just the beauty of your stories and even your business so that, yes, of course, uh, you can
0: bring in more revenue? And would you say that it's more important to have quality visibility engagements or quantity? That's hilarious. Quality.
1: I have done so many different types of collabs, visibility, engage, like speaking engagements, all this stuff. And I personally have nothing against doing so many because I'm a visibility expert. I want to be able to test things out. Right. But because of that, I participated in a lot where it's just it was misaligned. Like we had the people I'd be collaborating with. We had different audiences, different values. And it showed up either in the lack of results in the lack of energy and excitement that I would have to share this opportunity. Like I went through all those quote unquote, like issues, mistakes that I would experience. But for me, because it's my industry, it just, it makes sense. I get to learn more and then share these stories, these lessons, everything that I learned through trial and error with my community and my clients. But for somebody who's looking to leverage visibility for their own business, I would definitely focus on how can you make sure that this is aligned, whether you have shared values, whether you're just good friends so you can really vibe off each other and like really shine as a thought leader. Like what is it about the opportunity that is going to actually put you in a position where you can serve the right people? So that yes, then if it turns into something, like if you get an ROI from that, whether that be uh, new business besties, new collaboration opportunities, like I can't tell you the amount of times that I've spoken on a stage and then turn around and somebody watching was like, oh, hey, I'm hosting an event or I have a podcast or I have this, Like the potential is endless and you get to make so many new friends and connections regardless of the industry, regardless of the whatever, but it always boils down to, do we have something in common that we deeply care about? So when you show up, you're doing so intentionally. So hundred percent, I would say a quality of the speaking opportunity or visibility opportunity.
0: Okay, I would agree. I think it's, quantity not only takes a lot of your like physical time, but I think also emotional time right it, it I mean from experience even booking podcast interviews from for myself it's it takes a long time <laughs> to find the right podcast but also if it's a bigger podcast you really want to craft your pitch and everything and it's sometimes if you invest so much time into that and you don't get the results that you want back can be a little bit devastating. So I do agree on focusing on the quality and finding the right opportunities for you rather than just like, I'm going to be everywhere at the same time. <laughs> I totally, totally get that. I oh, Let's get a little bit practical. And if you will, really craft a, almost like a map for the listeners on how do they start what would you recommend? Where do they find those engagements and how they can use that to increase their visibility in business? So let's start at the beginning. Where would one start? Like, what's the first step for someone who's listening now? was the first time for them to start actually growing their impact? Would it be to just reach out to a podcast host and ask if there can be a guest on their podcast? Or is there anything they need to do before that?
1: Yes, I like that latter part. So a lot of the, let's say, fears that I run into with a lot of my clients is, um, the fear to take up more space. It can be intimidating, can be vulnerable, all the things exposing. So what I actually recommend is to start practicing. That can be a very first step. Like if you're starting small from the beginning is use your own marketing platforms to take up space. Don't just see it as a marketing opportunity. See it as a stage. So you get to leverage your own, let's say Instagram stories. That is you speaking. So you get to, quote unquote, not perfected because there's no such thing as perfectionist. Like, I don't want you to go slip into this pressure filled state where you have to do everything right and amazingly beautifully and professional and perfect. It's like, nah, let's embrace authenticity. Like, let's embrace imperfect action. Like I stumble on my words all the freaking time. Totally cool books. But leverage your social media stories as if you're speaking and start practicing. What would this feel like? How do I want to show up? What kind of uh, presence do I want to take up in the online space? And that can build up a lot of the confidence because you already are a speaker. You're already a thought leader. So now when you go ahead and yes, you pitch yourself to a podcast or whatever kind of speaking engagement you want to do, now you do so confidently because I'm like, I got this. I've been doing this. Like they would love to have me. I have so much to share. And that difference bleeds into your pitch, whether you do a formal email, whether you do a voice note in the DMs, people can sense that even subconsciously like, yeah, this person has got it. Of course, I want to have to interview them or have them speak in front of my community. So first step number one is leverage your own marketing as
0: your stage. I love it. And I I think a lot of people get stuck at this. They feel like, oh, I have... Two hundred followers on my Instagram, like nobody's going to care. Two hundred followers, two hundred people is a lot. Try to fit two hundred people in a room. (laughs) It's an audience. It doesn't matter. You don't need to have over ten k followers in order to share value with your audience. Absolutely not. I totally. I love that 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 tip. What would? What about how for people who don't even know what to talk about, like. I see a lot of designers, a lot of people in my community and my students. They're amazing designers, so talented, probably more talented than I will ever be, just amazingly talented, creative people. But they get stuck on, I have nothing valuable to share. I have nothing valuable to talk about. What kind of advice would you give them? Redefine value. I see this.
1: So much with creatives, I struggled with this a lot myself, is we put so much pressure on ourselves to educate, to sound smart, to have all the answers. But that's not the only way to give value. If you think about it like a quick synopsis, what's the whole point of value? If the whole point of value for you is to get your content to convert, to make more money, to do all those things, then what's going to get you there? Is it just value or is it relationship building? Is it telling your story, sharing your, your own personal like core values? Like, come on, a lot of designers, we know brand strategy. There's the brand story, the brand values. Like there's so much that you can pull from that has to do with your own experience, your own journey, what you went through. That is value because it builds deeper connections. That builds leadership because that's all relational, right? So as we start to do that, you start to realize that actually you just being you, being quirky, funny, imperfect, shy, bold, outgoing, all those things are valuable because they help convert if that's your measure of success or measure of what value is. So at that point, you could literally talk about anything. It's not about what's going to be valuable. It's how can I just be myself? How can I share something that's finally going to help somebody be like, oh, I finally get it. Or, oh, somebody that finally feels the exact same way as I do. That's impact. And that's what we're creating through speaking. And it's not that complicated when you start to release the pressure to add, quote unquote, value.
0: I think a lot of people think that, as you said, they need to be the person, the smartest person in the room. They need to come up with some framework that doesn't exist anywhere else and put their TM on that. This is it. This is mine. And I will teach that now. But that's not the case. And that's often not why people actually connect with you. That's not really what makes them trust you more or makes them want to listen to you makes them curious to find out more about you but still if for example you were working with let's say a designer right and the designer reached out to you I'm really digging into your brain now let's say a designer reached out to you and said staff I don't know I design websites What am I going to do? Where and what podcast am I supposed to go to? Like, what am I supposed to teach people? What would you tell them? So I would probably start coaching
1: and find out if educating is something that they really want to build up as a brand. So starting there, because when you become more visible, when you start booking more speaking engagements, you get to define what your brand is all about. You get to define how people perceive you, right? This is a whole new opportunity to be like, this is what I'm about. So if you want to be an educator and you want to teach, okay, fine. Then let's dig into that. What is it about web design that you're so freaking lit up about? Like, what are the things that just piss you off because nobody seems to get it? And you're like, this is going to be so much more like, I don't know, like the um, user, like the interface, like that is like just something about it. It's just it makes sense. And this is I will die on this hill. Let's pull those out. Let's make a list of all those things that you just care so deeply about and you will die on the hill like preaching to people that you should be doing this because it's going to change your life or change your business or your website or whatever. And then let's go with that. Let's build like speaking topics like your go-to expert speaking topics off of that. But if again, educating isn't your thing, then let's dial it back. Like what journey did you go through as an entrepreneur? What can we pull from your life, from your experiences, even from client work, like breakthroughs that you've facilitated for your own clients, right? It doesn't have to be specifically web service related. It could just be relational, like the client experience, anything like that. And you start pulling from that. And that gives people a lot more context, a lot more depth, so that every time you're showing up to a podcast, you're not just spitting out the same three tips. It's not just like top tips too build the best website that converts or the best sales page or the best contact page, like whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. You get to sprinkle that in. But how can we bring more of you in? So that's where your story, your experience, even client experience, like that kind of stuff. I think that brings a lot more depth so that you can connect, like you said, with people on a more personal level so that, let's be honest, if they do want to hire you, they're going to want to hire somebody that they actually like, somebody that they can stand talking to for the next three months as you develop and design their website. Like that's going to be really freaking important. So you have an opportunity now to speak on a stage or speak wherever and actually show people what they can expect when they go ahead and work with you beyond the expertise.
0: So good. So good. I love that. And I think a lot of the, a lot of the time we when we sh- want to teach, want to educate, want to share value, we focus a lot of the time on the technical aspects of what is it that we do. Forgetting that a lot of the time our clients don't really care that much about the technical aspects. They care about the bigger outcome. My clients, I know they when they when they come to me, for example, to rebrand their, they want to redesign their website, what annoys them is not the color of their website. <laughs> it's not their font, really. It's the much bigger impact that a more structured strategic website will have on their life. And I think when you focus on the bigger picture, a lot of the times that's when you can make your presentation, your talk, whatever it is much deeper, but at the same time, broader. Would you agree? I love that you brought that up because what ends up happening
1: a lot with the technical educational content is it ends up attracting a lot of the competition. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Hey, if you want to work, collaborate, et cetera, like maybe you want a white label design, right? So that's amazing. But other than that, yes, you're not really speaking to your your ideal clients, you're not speaking to your community, the people that you want to attract and work with. So yes, beyond love everything that you said, focus on actually getting to know what your community cares about, because that's going to be so much more powerful than going, hey, I know how to code. And it's like, okay, that's great. I I thought not that everybody should know how to code because there's a lot of platforms that don't need it. But it's like, I'm sure everybody assumes who doesn't know websites that everybody, every website designer can code, right? So For you to tell people that it's cool, sure, but it's not going to be the thing that gets people on board to want to fill out your application, your form and reach out to work with you.
0: And what would you say is because I think especially in today's age and the digital era, but also with the rise of the machines and all of that, we'll talk a little bit about that. Why do you think it's more important than ever to for especially creative entrepreneurs to really show up, speak up and take space?
1: I feel like we have spent so much time trying to be perfect. And it's funny because now I can't stop thinking about Rise of the Machines. And I feel like this is like a Transformers conversation and that's just stuck in my mind. <laughs> okay. But yeah, we've all been trying so hard, like especially for anybody that started their business like pre-pandemic or during the pandemic, there was this like added almost um, self imposed pressure where like we have to succeed and we have to do all the right things. And for me, visibility is an opportunity to break away from that. It's okay. what do we want to do? How do we want to run our business? How do we want to share our story, take up space and all that stuff? So it's an opportunity for us to finally like (laughs) this is going to sound silly, but like use our brains in our own ways and think of how we want to show up. So. I think it's just really important for us to just find ourselves, to figure out what does success look like for us? How do we want to do it? How do we want to create a change in the world? And then, yes, when you're comparing to all the things that are becoming just so automated and there's more rules and more cookie cutter stuff. And it's like, no, what's going to allow you to stand out even more in this day and age as we move forward is for you to be like your full authentic self to show up with all the flaws, all the imperfections, like even if you're shy, even if you're introverted, like there's so many ways to show up that don't have to uh, make you feel like you have to be somebody else. It's like, no, you get to be yourself. So stop trying to be like a robot. Stop trying to be like the AI tool. Like your voice is going to come out so powerfully when you release a lot of the pressure to be perfect and follow all the rules.
0: I love that you brought up the introverts because I think visibility for introverts is really... Difficult. I'm very introverted. I really struggle in social scenarios, especially if it's people that I don't know. But early on, I realized that for me, it's just a girl, you have no no choice here. You have no option. You got to do it. You got to step out of your comfort zone. And especially since I got into education and started teaching, it's just like every time I have a coaching call with my students, they don't often realize, but I'm like, I'm just sitting there sweating so much because I'm so nervous, even if I don't show it. But I still want to talk a little bit about those who maybe don't yet have the courage to step out of that comfort zone. And if you have any practical tips to share with them, what they can do, or maybe what kind of visibility is better suited for people who are more introverted than others. I have so much that I could could do an entire podcast episode on
1: this. I've worked with a lot of introverted folks. I personally am an ambivert that presents very much like an extrovert. Some like teetering in between. So for a lot of my introverted clients, there is a lot of mindset work that you can do because you just mentioned how you'll be like sweating, right? So for me, as somebody who people, they're like, oh no, you're super extroverted stuff. Like clearly you'll speak on stages in person, like you'll do anything, right? And it's like, well, but before every single thing, I'm nervous. I have butterflies. My mouth gets dry. Like I have all these quote unquote symptoms that showcase that I'm like, I'm here freaking out. Right. But then once you get in the zone because you've been practicing so much, then it fades away into the background and the confidence comes through. And then it's just it's more natural. So what I the reason I share that is because a lot of the coaching we do can be uh, a lot more quote unquote like mindset based, even though I'm not technically like a full on mindset coach. But it's because of that, we're just building the confidence and trusting that you don't have to feel ready. You don't have to feel like you're the super famous in-demand speaker or just entrepreneur in order to get these opportunities. So that's one thing. But more tangibly, with a lot of my introverted clients, we actually look at creative opportunities. I know speaking in front of stages live can perhaps be really intimidating, takes a lot of energy out of you, like really drains you out. So then, okay, let's do one on one. A lot of my introverted clients thrive through one on one conversations. So, if you need to have that existing relationship so that you feel more safe, comfortable to like open up and talk and have fun, then go ahead and build a relationship beforehand. I actually recommend that anyway. It's so much easier to pitch like multiple seven figure earners when you already have that existing relationship and they go, Oh, yes, yeah, Steph, 100%. You're hilarious. Like, we've been talking for a year. Let's go ahead. Like, I'll interview you no problem. We'll do even more collabs. And all of a sudden, it doesn't matter, uh, your status. It doesn't matter how much money you make, how quote unquote far ahead you are, which is all BS anyway. Nice. Uh, people just want to have you and collaborate with you because you're so freaking awesome. Whether you're an introvert or extrovert, you're relevant. So one on one, one on one, finding people you have relationships with pre-recorded stuff. Mm-hmm. There's so many opportunities to show up that way, right? I just submitted like three different pre-recorded presentations for three different events this month and I was just sitting here in the sound room. I recorded. If I messed up, I could re-record. I could edit. I could do whatever I want. So you literally never have to talk to a soul in order to speak. So that's cool. And then you get in front of like thousands or hundreds or however many people. Millions apparently. Gigi. I'm so freaking excited for you. Holy. So I'm very nervous about endless. that one. <laughs> oh, I feel you. Like it's it, the jitters always come through and you have a lot of experience with speaking. And you're seeing that you're an introvert and you're seeing that you uh, get nervous. So I think that is just so validating for people to hear somebody who's been doing this for years. You and I have spoken at different events years ago. There were all these at conferences for designers and stuff. So if somebody who's like you, who's successful, super charismatic, introverted and sweating behind the scenes can do it. And is still nervous, that gives permission to so many people to go ahead and do the thing scared. And I think that's beautiful. Absolutely.
0: And I think one of the biggest things that I realized when I started growing my own visibility, amplifying my visibility, is that all it takes is asking. And I know that a lot of people struggle with hearing no or being rejected, hearing criticism. And it is scary because you are already stepping out of your comfort zone and pitching yourself or reaching out to someone, sending someone a shaky voice DM on Instagram that you recorded probably 25 times. And by now you just know the text by heart, which sounds super weird Been there, but I know it's hard to hear no, but I just remember. And I heard a lot of no's, the opportunity that you mentioned before, it's, at the time of us recording this episode, I haven't run this workshop yet, but I'm plan I'm due to run a workshop in September with for an audience of two million people, which is insane. But it's something I've been it's been on my dream list for years. And looking back, there's this quote from T- Steve Jobs that you can connect the dots looking backwards, and I know a lot of the people, like some people can look at this and be like, oh, Gigi is like running this workshop for two million people. Who am I to pitch someone to be a guest on a podcast? But the very first, like it took me years to get to that point. And the very first episode interviews I had, or I remember the very first summit that I was on was for the profitable, profitable designer. And it was in 2017, I think, or 2018, and it was a pre-recorded workshop. I spent three days recording that 38 minutes talk because it took me so much. And you can see it actually, like, cause I have it, I have it saved and I watched it a couple of months ago. And you can actually see that the setting around me is different midway through the work, through the recording, through the video, because I was recording it over several days. It takes practice, but it does take it doesn't require you taking action, whether it's just asking someone saying that first hello, making that first connection, sending that first pitch and embracing that it's not going to be be perfect at first. I still stumble. English is like my fourth language. So there are a lot of things that I say in the wrong way. I stumble on a lot of words. I just learned to embrace it because perfection is not something we strive for. It really isn't and for anybody that's like really like just too
1: terrified and you just don't have the support to move past the fear of getting that no then start with a friend start with a business bestie like do a joint ig live and then after that you can be like hey i'm open for speaking engagements like you just put yourself out there without sliding into dms without sliding to somebody's inbox like it gets to be something like that like my first in person speaking opportunity it was in toronto so freaking cool and it was somebody who found me on Instagram. We had connected for a little while. And then something, one thing that I shared in my stories, they're like, oh, I need somebody to speak on that. Can you come speak like what, we're doing this fun event? Da, da, da. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So it felt like a friend just asking. So why don't you just ask one of your business besties? Somebody that you took a course with, somebody that you have, you're doing accountability with. And it gets to be, that gets to be your first speaking, like official speaking opportunity. And then as you get more confident, Then, hey, maybe at that point you want to get coached on the fear of no. Sure. The fear of rejection. Absolutely. But you might already feel confident and you might just be able to be like, what's a no? Like dust of my shoulder. Who cares? Like a no is a no. I'll forget about it next week. All good. Love that. I want to
0: dive a little bit into the... What do visibility mistakes. I don't know if you're going to call them mistakes or maybe just things that you're seeing that you're like, eh, I could help you do that differently to get better results. What do you have to share there? It's funny because when you said that, at
1: first I was going to go really broad and I'm like, oh, we could get so specific. Yeah. OK, I'll give a super specific thing. I think a lot of people, they'll just show up and be more visible and they'll just educate on something So this isn't really just a mistake. This is more like a missed opportunity. They will never tie anything back to their offers. They won't be like, oh, I'm talking about this and my clients and talk about that. Or I'm talking about this and this specific offer or I'm talking about this and my lead magnet, whatever that might be. It doesn't have to be pitching. I think that's just so freaking beautiful. Like as you grow as somebody who leverages visibility and speaking engagement specifically, that's something that you get to start uh, honing in on is how can you use visibility to naturally and organically weave in what it is that you do, Like what do you want to drive traffic to? And even if you don't mention anything, but being very intentional with the topics that you're speaking on, So that even if you don't say anything about your offers, your clients, et cetera, et cetera, like it just didn't feel natural. So you just didn't want to go there and make it feel forced. That's okay, But let's be intentional with visibility. So it actually attracts people. And then when people land on your actual marketing platforms, they go, oh, yeah, I see that offer or I see that lead magnet. I see that thing. I want to hear more. And now they're subscribing, they're signing up, they're paying, they're applying, they're doing the thing. Because visibility for the sake of just like being popular, having the 10,000 followers, all those things, that just ain't it. Like, what's the point? That's just an overwhelmingly large audience that's not going to lead anywhere. So get intentional with what you want to use visibility for and start thinking of creative ways to amplify. That's going to make uh, visibility actually monetize
0: the books as opposed to just something fun that you do because you want to be Instagram famous and go viral. love that because some of the first speaking engagements I had, I just, I, I didn't even share a freebie. I remember in oh, like the first two summits, I didn't even have a freebie. Oh, actually, I think on the second I had a freebie, but it was just like, I just sent a, the link to the PDF instead of like even getting people on my list because for me it was, oh, this is practice. Like I was so excited to actually be a speaker, I didn't think about the bigger picture. It's like, OK, great. Hundreds of people are going to watch this video. Are going to hear me speak. And hopefully some of them are going to find this interesting. What's next? Like, how do you keep on connecting with them? Because you have to realize that percentage, its a percent of people are going to watch and probably not click on, go and Google you or click on your Instagram link on your website, etc. But you want to think on bigger scale on how can you continue to nurture that relationship and get them to get to know you even better after that. So with each like summit talk that I had or podcast interview, I was always trying to think of like, how can I really personalize this experience so they can get to know me better than or like faster than my audience was already on my list, for example. And you have to decide for yourself, what is that going to be? Because again, as I said, if you're just speaking for the sake of, oh, like somebody sharing a story on their Instagram with your tag on it, and that's about it okay, fine, maybe that's what you want. But if your goal is to monetize it and if you're thinking more long-term, then you need to decide for you what will that experience look like for whoever's listening to, watching your summit talk or listening to a podcast episode or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, and I think it's also permission for anybody who's just starting out with visibility Mm -hmm. and speaking engagements is of course like this kind of conversation, I feel like it's a little bit more, okay, once you hit the ground running, I see nothing wrong with what you mentioned about your first summit, that there was nothing there. Like I'd done the exact same thing. There was no lead magnet or there was no email sequence after. And it's just, it is what it is. Like we learn from that. But yes, the more you, get into it, especially the more you refine it. Because I remember creating, there was one instance where I spoke and I had the entire funnel, but it didn't convert. So I'm like, oh, that was a lot of work for something that didn't lead anywhere. Mm -hmm. But again, it was a learning experience, right? But the more you fine tune your processes, you start to figure out how can you leverage what already works inside of your business to amplify that. So if you do have a funnel that converts, then instead of getting in front of your 200 followers or a couple thousand followers on Instagram, let's get in front of multiple thousands of people, right? Like large stages, large audiences, that's going to convert even more exponentially. So that's where you start getting uh, a little bit more clever and crafty on how you can leverage visibility essentially for the bottom uh, financial line in your business. Yeah. Any other mistakes you want to point out? I think it boils down to the, the wider, broader one I was thinking about earlier was feeling that you have to be perfect, that you have to sound polished. And we talked about it off and on indirectly. And we obviously both uh, resonate with that. Like my first language is Spanish and I sometimes put a lot of pressure on myself to speak a certain way. And I mean, I've spoken English also my entire life. So sometimes you can't even tell other people within 15 seconds of meeting me. They're like, where are you from? They can't pinpoint it, but they hear the accent. And it's just like, if you have an accent, if you stumble through your words, if you Always forget what the right word is. If you forget, what are those things? See, now this is me forgetting. Those like sayings, they're like, could be little like metaphors or whatever. I always get them wrong. Oh, and like, always Yeah, An- or, or yeah. like those little sentences that are like, oh, it's raining cats and dogs, for example. Oh, yeah, yeah. Experience. But they'll, yeah, the expressions, I'll always get them wrong. So I'll be like, oh, it's raining cows and pigs or something. <laughs> and I'll just be like, I'll catch myself mid-sentence. I'll be like, oh, I was like, that's mortifying. And then I'm like, no, it's not. It's fine. It's a quirk. Like, Who cares? So I think that's a mistake is people trying to think that they have to be the expert, that they have to sound polished and professional and like a professional speaker specifically, that they wait. You wait so freaking long to put yourself out there and to book the speaking engagements because you're waiting for some random arbitrary measurement of what it looks like to be ready and to be successful enough and polished enough. And it's like, that's not what's actually needed. Like what's needed is for you to just show up and share your story. So it boils back and I think brings back, brings together a little bit of everything that we've talked about so far, which is let it be imperfect, get out there and start building the confidence because you're not, you're going to be really freaking surprised at what
0: comes through, even when you start right now. We're the worst critics. Like we always criticize ourselves and think that we don't speak the right way. We don't say the right things. We don't look right. All of those things. Right. But Often other people who are actually watching this, they don't even notice that. They don't notice the accent. They don't notice that you stumble on a word because they do the exact same thing. They focus on comp- something completely different. I know we talked about how to get started and what are the things to consider before you even get started. We're slightly touched on where to seek those opportunities. But for someone who's like, okay, I have the relationships i know what i want to talk about i know the bigger picture what i want from these engagements how do, where do i search like what's what do i do now i'm ready to book i'm ready to speak what's my actions st- okay
1: the easiest thing is just pitch yourself but i'll give something more tangible because honestly the amount of podcast hosts like the pressure it is and the amount of work it is to find speakers like That just adds so much to our plate, right? So people are just begging to realize that there's uh, people in their community, whomever who are wanting to be interviewed. And when you go ahead and you hand them a topic on a silver platter and they go, oh, that's actually a good fit. Maybe it's not. But a lot of the times it's like I haven't had that on my podcast yet or I haven't had that fresh perspective on my podcast yet. You're saving them so much freaking time and effort. And now they get to just book the call, send you their entire like already set up process. And it's just so beautiful. So you think you're like too scared or nobody's going to like it. Like you're actually doing people a favor by pitching them. And worst case, again, they say no because they've already had that topic or it's just not the right time. They're busy, whatever. Right. Not a good fit. Who cares? So pitch yourself. However, there are a lot of platforms online, even if you don't want to do uh, podcast speaking, if you want to speak at summits instead. Like there are summit directories, there's podcast directories, there's groups on Facebook where it's literally just speaking and collabing and people are constantly uh, putting posts where they're like, hey, I'm looking for guests or I'm looking uh, to speak myself. So you get to both pitch and put yourself out there in these directories, in these communities to be like, hi, this is what I'm all about. If anybody's interested, go ahead and reach out and you'll see like hundreds and hundreds of comments. That you now get to like pour through and pick out your favorites that sound like something that might actually be aligned. Brings us back to like the very very beginning of our conversation.
0: I think we often think that pitching ourselves, we are, It's yes, it is, it can be tough. Yes, it can be time consuming. But we often, I feel like people think it's like we don't want to be an inconvenience. Like, oh, here I am sending this pitch and now you have to open that email and read through it. That's not the case. I agree. When I receive a, a topic idea or a recommendation, or you can submit recommendations for podcasts or for guest recommendations on my website. I get so excited because like, you made my life so much easier. I don't need to think about the topic. I don't need to think about what interesting things to say because I'm going to have a person who can do that for me. The hard work I find with pitching is to ensure that it's suitable not only for you, so that it, their audience actually matches your desired audience, because I feel like this is one mistake that I say I see some people make is, for example, going back to creative entrepreneurs who actually want to grow their visibility to take up more space and invite more, like get more clients, for example, but then they go and they pitch on, let's say they're like, I don't know, like a social media manager, and then they go and pitch to social podcasts for social media managers, for example. Like that's a little bit of a clash. You need to be a bit smart about what engagements are you seeking and to ensure that their audience matches your desired audience. But other than that, it's again, it's like taking action and going out there and saying hello, sending the application and doing the thing. I literally had that happen where one of, I want to say at the beginning of my speaking
1: uh, journey, I booked a guest training instead of a Facebook group. And like in theory at the time, I was like, this is so cool. It's like a female entrepreneurship, female kind of like empowerment Facebook group, like with like thousands and thousands of people. All those people for the majority were into like direct marketing, like MLM. And here I was trying to grow my design business. And I was like, Oh, this was like the worst fit ever. So yes, you got to pay attention because otherwise it's just going to be a waste of your time. Other than building up your confidence, I will say that. It will That's definitely true. make you more comfortable with speaking.
0: But other than that, waste of time. Now, what would people do after? Like, let's say they got the speaking engagements. How can you now use this for... To grow, to amplify your expertise, to amplify your space in the industry. What do you do with all those amazing speaking engagements? Obviously, besides like, hey, yes, lots of people are listening to me now. But what do I do with this now?
1: There's a lot of different things you can do. It depends uh, on what the goal or, or like what the vision is. But something small and tangible. I don't know that it's small, but it feels small in my head. And for a lot of the designers, it's going to actually feel small. So this is great. Um, build a speaker page. Go on your website and put all that together. Start building your reputation as a speaker and then use that through your marketing. Like you now have potentially, if you thought ahead, which now you will after listening to this episode, you can record footage of yourself speaking. Like you can have your phone on a stand beside you. You can ask for a recording of whatever was the the summit, the in-person event, the whatever, the kind of like collaboration. Even if it was something behind the scenes on Instagram where you didn't speak and you, there was no video, you still have all that proof, all that, yeah, proof essentially. You can leverage that so you can market with it. You can put yourself out there even more. Be like, Hey, I'm booking this and this type of opportunities. And you can even use it through your marketing to just attract more clients. Be like, look, like this is what I live and breathe. I'm so passionate about web design, about uh, being a VA, being a coach, being a whatever. I literally speak on stages about this. So here's yet another reason to come work with me because I'm literally freaking awesome. Not in those words exactly. Of course, I'll let you come up with your own copy, but you get to use it in so many freaking ways, both for speaking opportunities
0: and your regular marketing for clients. I love that. Now, I know, Steph, that you have, and I'm part of it, so I can absolutely with confidence, say you have an awesome visibility challenge that at the time of recording this episode is still running. I know we're coming to an end in there, but I think that this is such an amazing opportunity for people to learn more how to gain visibility, gain more confidence, realize that often it's not as hard as we think it is but also great for accountability. So can you share a little bit more about it with us? Absolutely. I'm so
1: freaking happy you're in there. I'm actually going to, after this, hop into the Slack community and and like tag you and be like, get on your butt and let's get going. That's going to be the accountability for today. Yeah, the Visibility Tour Challenge, honestly, it's been one of my favorite offers that I've released this year. And it's basically a 30-day bite-sized video Challenge and it's all little prompts. So every day you basically get a little bit of guidance on what you can do to show up through your video marketing in order to position yourself as an in demand speaker and attract speaking engagement opportunities. So instead of having to pitch yourself all the time, which we still challenge you to do because that's the best way to get the ball rolling. You actually get people inviting you to speak. And it's so beautiful because there's people in there that have never spoken, that have never showed up on social media, that are like really at the beginning stages of visibility. And then there's a lot of people in there who have spoken on stages all over the world, who have been in so many podcasts, who have done live workshops, like joint ventures, like they've done so many things and they know how to speak. Like they know how to land these opportunities. But it's like you said, it's the accountability Because sometimes we know the coolest strategies. We're like, ooh, whether it's visibility or something else, whatever seems cool to you, right? Like how to amplify your impact or how to bring in more revenue and do the thing, but you're just not doing it. So the visibility challenge, it fills that gap. It's like, if you want to become a speaker, amplify your brand as one and bring more speaking opportunities and add as a byproduct, more revenue to your business, then we're holding you accountable for 30 days so you can book out, your own visibility tour.
0: Amazing. I'm going to pop a link to the challenge in the show notes for this episode. Make sure to check it out. I think you're running another kind of cohort or is it going to become evergreen? For now,
1: because I'm going to be going in leave on like end of November, I'm currently building an evergreen version. Mm-hmm. And then 2024, we'll see if I do like another live rendition. So I'm building out currently Although I'm trying to like figure out and get creative and play around with how to create the sense of accountability through the evergreen. So I'm getting mm. creative. We're using email. We're using like fun prompts, fun, like interactive stuff. So yes, it's going to be
0: evergreen for the foreseeable future. Nice. Awesome. It's really a great challenge. And I think also seeing other people succeed, seeing other people also ask questions or struggling. It just makes you feel like you're not alone. Again, like this is a full circle moment, like going back to what we talked about at the very beginning of the episode, that entrepreneurship can get lonely. And challenges like this really help show you not only that you're not alone, but actually go through the same thing together. And it's a really easy challenge. Actually, fun story. Steph, I remember you inside Instagram, there is this little function when you go into your DMs and you can put like a little... What, what do you call it? Like a speech bubble, right? Yeah, like your, your Facebook status. Exactly, your Facebook status on, on, on Instagram. And Steph had something along the lines of who's booking, who's looking for podcast guests or something like this. It wasn't even like, hey, I'm available to speak on podcasts. Like who's looking for podcast guests or who here has a podcast, something like that. And Steph and I never really spoke to each other. Like we were in summits together, we follow each other at Instagram. But we never had a really chance to connect one on one like this to get to know each other closer. But that little speech bubble, you were the first one in my DMs because not a lot of people actually use it from my followers. So you were one of the like three, four people who actually use it. And I was like, oh, I've seen stuff around. I love her content I want to have her on the podcast. So it didn't even pitch directly to me. It was just like, hey, I'm gonna let the world know that I'm available to speak. And then see what opportunities come my way like that. And this is this just shows that the visibility often is so much easier than we think it is. We feel like we have to make such a huge effort to pitch, to become visible, to become a speaker. And sometimes it's just like updating your Facebook status, your Instagram status and saying, hey. I'm available to speak. It really does get to be that simple.
1: I'm like dying here in the background, trying not to like squeal or laugh or whatever because everything you were saying was just so good. But it gets to be that simple. I remember putting that out there and I got, I think like two, maybe three responses. And when I saw your slide in, I was like... I was like, we've been running the same circles for like years and we've never talked. I was like getting like all like excited and like flustered. I was like, this is such a cool opportunity. So, yeah, it was the tiniest little version of putting yourself out there. And it just like created something really cool. And I've been loving this conversation. And I'm like... Even me, myself, like I've never done that specifically to just update my status like that. I'm like, maybe I should make it a regular thing. Like maybe like once every couple of months, just pop it in, see if anybody feels called to reach out. And then the rest of the time, yeah, maybe I'll be more intentional and I'll send out pitches and I'll promote myself on socials. But yeah, it's really cool how you get to plant seeds in so many different ways and then just wait to see what happens from them. And that's essentially what visibility actually is when you speak on all these different like opportunities, that's planting a seed, especially if it's content that lives evergreen. It will live on forever and it will continue. It's so cheesy due
0: to flourish and blossom and (laughs) attract new opportunities seemingly out of the blue. It's such a freaking vibe. Love that. I think this is the perfect wrap up for this episode. If you are, if after this you still, "Mm, I don't know, I feel a little scared to take action, just update your Instagram status. Take a small tiny seed and plant it and see what comes out of it. But I love, love, love this conversation, Steph. Thank you so much. Before I let you go and start today, because I know that it's really early for you, what's the one thing that you want to leave our audience with? Do it imperfectly.
1: I know it's something that we talked about, but you deserve to share your story. I work with a lot of uh, Latinas, queer folks, neurodivergent, women of color just underrepresented folks who feel like their stories aren't being heard or they're not being represented. And it's just like, I just see nobody like me doing the thing. And it's like, you have something really freaking powerful. And the moment that you start taking up space, whether that's booking speaking engagements or just showing up more on social media, the more that people will start to pay attention and resonate and be like, holy like I needed that, whether I needed your expertise, I needed your tips, I needed your story, your vulnerability. So just go ahead, do it imperfectly, take up space because
0: you, you deserve it. You're needed and it's your time to create impact. Absolutely. And people want to hear your story. Thank you so much, Steph, for this conversation. I will pop all the links to learn more about Steph, to learn more about the Visibility Tour Challenge and everything else in the show notes. Do give Steph a follow. Do check out the challenge. And Steph, once again, thank you so much for your time today. I really love chatting with you. Thank you so much. Me too. Have an amazing evening.